You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. We got the big three here, your main podcast boys, your host, Michael Bauer. We got <laughs> the professor, Nate Christian, and Chevin, ladies and gentlemen. How are we tonight? I think we're doing pretty good. We're excited. I know Chev's refreshed. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm leaving on vacation soon, So, but this is a special podcast for the three of us because it's rare. Rare these days, apparently. <laughs> It's going to be rare for a while. We're not off-season guys very much. After the draft, we just decided to take a bunch of weeks off. Mike's next. I think he's going on a four-week vacation with <laughs> Jenna and Cora on a, a cruise around the world. So, yeah, I got that CEO bankroll that I'm yeah, just right. pulling in. So, and leave you guys to your own devices. I don't think so. I do not think so. You know, that would be very low of me. It would be high of others, which is why today we're talking about some trades to make right now. These are guys that we're going to sell high and other players that we're going to buy low. So why are we buying low on these players? Why are we selling high on other players? We're going to tell you why. And hey, good news. The guys that we're buying low on, it's not just trash. They're guys that we think are actually going to be fantasy relevant this season so nate we're going to kick it off with you you briefly alluded to this on our last podcast which you all should have listened to it was our wednesday morning drop if not pause this right now and welcome back back. thank you for downloading and listening to that last podcast so nate who is your sell high player i'm not surprised if i may say yeah i mean i talked about in the last last podcast i'm looking to move off of george pickens and before you say, oh, Nate, why do you hate George Pickens? Is it because he's a Steeler and you're a Ravens fan or whatever? No. That's it. No, I actually love George Pickens. You know, last year's class, he was my wide receiver three by film grade. Okay. I love the talent of George Pickens. This is nothing about the talent. I don't hate players. I hate values. And right now, George Pickens is being valued as the wide receiver 26 on DLF ADP as of May. Mm. And, you know, at that value – you're expecting him to be a top 24 wide receiver moving forward production-wise. And I just don't think that's going to happen with the Steelers. He's a limited volume receiver because he's outside. He's a deep receiver. That's how he was used. He was targeted down the field. And Deontay is the guy who's going to be getting all the targets over there. He's got three seasons with 140 targets or more. Allen Robinson's coming in there, and he's certainly not going to steal a bunch of targets. We know Allen Robinson's over the hill. But still, this is a low-volume offense You know, compared to some of the higher – passing offenses in the league you know the Steelers were 16th in the league right in the middle of the pack with passing uh, attempts per game with mm-hmm. 33.6 per game there's not a lot of targets to go around especially when Allen Robinson's going to get his targets Deontay Johnson's going to get 140 targets and then Pat Fryermuth over here he has the sixth most, tar- most targets of any tight end last year um, so you know George Pickens just isn't one of the top guys in this offense it's not a top offense so when we're looking at fantasy points, we're looking at box scores, we need production. And George Pickens just doesn't have that coming his way, unfortunately, unless the Pittsburgh offense takes a huge step forward. And I don't expect that to happen. So I'm going to move off George Pickens with his current value and see what I can do. And he's, he's, yeah, good. I'm sorry to interrupt. Najee Harris, 147 targets over the past two seasons. As yeah, well. that too. Also, they, they do pass the ball to the running backs quite a bit. They do. And Najee's 
pretty good as a receiver too. Yeah. And Hey, when Matt Canada gets fired after week six, I don't know what this offense is going to look like. So Please. there's always that Please. as well. But George Pickens is getting valued over Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk, Jahan Dotson. Just going over those guys. And George Pickens finished last year with 9.8 fantasy points per game. All right. And remember, he was a wide receiver, too, for the the entire second half of that season. Well, after they moved Chase Claypool. Jerry Judy last year, 13.6 points per game. Brandon Ayuk, 13.4 fantasy points per game. Deontay only had 10.6, but 17.2 the year before. Amari Cooper, 14.5 fantasy points per game. Christian Kirk, 14. What you, you see what's going on here. Why is George Pickens being valued so high when his production is just not matching? And with Deontay there, he's got the contract extension. It's not going to change anytime soon. I'm moving off Pickens. I can move Pickens in the 24 first for Chris Olave. Upgrade my wide receiver position. Give me a player who's going to be productive and still gives me that young talent who's going to grow in my dynasty team. Or if I'm trying to get some production right away, I can move George Pickens for Amari Cooper in a late second. I'm getting a top wide receiver, top 24 wide receiver Mm -hmm. to put in my lineup plus a 24 second. And then if I want, maybe I don't want draft picks. Maybe I just want players. I can move off George Pickens for Miles Sanders and Brandon Cooks. If you're a contending team, why are you not doing this already? Yeah. I mean, that is that is fantasy points in your lineup. That is winning games right there. George Pickens, while he has talent and something could happen down the road, Miles Sanders, Brandon Cooks, that's how you win championships. For sure. You know, you hate to hate give a, a guy that's got that dog in him, but uh, if it can make your team better, <laughs> then you got to do it. So, Chev, you're by low. I love it. By the way, your buy low is going to make me sound like a hypocrite later on in this podcast, but I will explain why I feel the way I do. But by all means, please. Yeah, and this is the guy we talked about, I believe, on the audit we did. We He was like on both the teams that we were talking about. We love Adam Thielen this upcoming season. I really think that's a great spot for him. Bryce Young's a young quarterback, great accuracy with him. I think that's going to help him out a lot this upcoming year. And he's going as the wide receiver 80 at this point. I do not see a world where he does not finish below that. I mean, if he finishes above that, I will have to do some shot better or something. I don't see a world where that happens. I mean, on that depth of that roster, you got Mingo, you got Terrace Marshall, you got LaVisca LeChenault. We have a bunch of wide receivers that just have not figured it out yet. LaVisca's going to get there. Hey, hey, this is his year. This is his year. If it's going to be, it's going to be this one. But, you know, even if one of those guys steps ahead of him, I think Adam Thielen is a consistent wide receiver this upcoming year. He doesn't have to be the number one wide receiver. We've seen where he has not been that guy, and Justin Jefferson has helped him. If he's the number two, I don't really care. I think he has a chance to be the number one wide receiver in that offense and see a lot of the targets this season. That's kind of why I really like him. Last season, 70 receptions, 716 yards, six touchdowns, outscoring some good players. You know, I'll save the best for last, but Gabe Davis outscored him. Tyler Boyd outscored him. And uh, Drake London outscored uh, old Drake London this last year. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And, you know. Because Drake London was wide receiver 31. Yeah. He beat him by by like five points, I believe. But I -hmm. like what Adam Thielen can do in an offense. I think he can get open. I think he can find holes in the defense. He's a smart player. He's a smart route runner. He can go up and make big plays. And, I mean, he hasn't had a bad season in a long time. I mean, he's been – let me see. He's been a top – let me see. Where'd it go? Uh, 
he hasn't finished as a wide receiver three. My fault, y'all. He hasn't no, finished good. as a wide receiver three in a long time. He's been a top 30 wide receiver the last five seasons. Like, that's the guy I want on my team. He's going as wide receiver 80, folks. Go get Adam Thielen. He's super cheap. You can get him for a late third. I see him going a lot for fourth-round picks at this point. He's going to finish better than where you're getting him at. Those fourth-round picks are going to be nothing compared to what Adam Thielen is going to do this upcoming year. I love it. I've been on Adam Thielen for a while. He's a great value pick. You can get him so cheap right now. Mm-hmm. Fourth or fifth round pick, people will be like, here, take him. And I love what he brings to the table. He's going to be everything this year that we thought Jarvis Landry would be last year. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to be talking about him a little bit more later. First, I want to talk to you about my sell high. And I hate to say this because I love the player. Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. I still do not like saying the Las Vegas Raiders, by the way. Should be Oakland, yeah. but as May uh, DLF and keep trade cut ADP is wide receiver 17 across both formats. So he's 30 and he just received what might be a quarterback downgrade in Jimmy Garoppolo. Bob put a note on here. I remember when we did this last year going from Rogers to Carr. Yes, I do actually have some good reasoning here. I'll get to that in a second. He's been consistently good the last three years. He hasn't missed a game since 2020, but he is being he's becoming 30 or he is 30 right now. It's time to cash in before it's too late. By the way, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, two players who we could put in the same tier over the course of their careers, Devontae Adams, this is around the time they started to drop off. Okay? So you have to sell now before it's too late. You can see his production dipping with the Raiders bringing in Jacoby Myers, who's no slouch. He was wide receiver 29 last year. That's ahead of Drake London, by the way. And he's they're getting a health, healthy Hunter Renfro back. They're also adding Michael Mayer to the offense. So... What has Jimmy Garoppolo done to support receivers? He's only played one full game or one full season his entire career. That was in 2019. And if he goes down, guess who the backup quarterback is? Brian Hoyer. Mm. Mm. Yummy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what has Garoppolo done to support receivers if he plays a good season? I'm glad you asked. Nate, ask me what he's done to support wide receivers if he plays a full season. What has he done to support wide receivers if he plays a full season? Not a ton, not a mm. metric crap ton, as they say across the pond. So in 2019, again, his only full season, his overall leading receiver was George Kittle. And apparently I do not know how to spell George because there's an A in there, um, who had 83 catches for 1,053 yards and five touchdowns. That doesn't really help your wide receiver. His best wide receiver on the team was Debo Samuel, 57 catches, 802 yards and three touchdowns. Not what we want from a guy with a profile like Devontae Adams. Overall, I trust Derek Carr more than Jimmy Garoppolo to elevate a player to stay healthy for an entire season. Look, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. I'm going to piss some people off here. Why did the Raiders move on from Derek Carr and go to Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they're not a well-run franchise right now. They're just not. I'm sorry. I hope I don't make anybody mad, but they're not. It's just the truth. So his value in Superflex Leagues is currently around the 107. I think you can get that and maybe some future picks sprinkled in on top of it. You could also use him to tear down. I used the DLF Trade Analyzer, and I came up with some really fire trades for you guys. So his, you like that. So his uh, current value in Superflex format is 383.6. So we could do Devontae Adams for Amari Cooper and the 23111, which is about uh, 356.7. Amari Cooper was the wide receiver 10 last year, and I think he could possibly elevate full season of Deshaun Watson. Yep. There's some guys there that we kind of like. We don't know what Elijah Moore is going to do. Uh, we got David Bell, 
we got um, the kid from Michigan, Nate. Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Sorry. Um, but I still think Amari Cooper is the guy there. You can do Devontae Adams for Terry McLaurin and a 23-201 and a 24-4th. That's 374.7. By the way, you want to talk about a wide receiver that's quarterback proof. That's Terry McLaurin right there. Last one I have for you, Devontae Adams for Jerry Judy and a 24-1st. That value is actually slightly more than Devontae Adams coming in at 384.3 to 383. Point six again for Devontae Adams. So I hate moving on from the guy, but again, if you want to move on before it's too late, this is the definition. You're right on the cusp, 30 years old. Like I said, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, two guys that we all love and respect. This is around the time that they started to taper off. I understand not everybody's the same, but you have to go on your historical data to make decisions moving forward. Yes, my computer is not lagging. I just forgot how to talk. Devontae Adams, too, is not very happy with that offense so far this offseason. Like, would you be? Good. It does not sound good over there at this would, point. Would you be happy with that offense? Hey, I'm just letting you know what I've been hearing, and he is not thrilled. Yeah. I mean, I understand that the grass isn't always greener mm-hmm. you know, because he went from Green Bay to Las Vegas, but you got to try, right? You do, you do got to try. So I understand him wanting to move on. And uh, look, if you want to move on and you move forward, then the best thing that you could do before your rookie draft is get yourself a copy of the first ever Dynasty Rewind rookie draft guide. In this guide, you will gain access to our film grades, player insights, and Dynasty outlooks for every player we believe that will be fantasy relevant this year and beyond. Additionally, you will get access to several written pieces, such as things you need to know before you draft, draft trends and strategies, rookie sleepers, rookies to draft at your own risk, our guys, and a 2024 rookie preview, courtesy of the professor himself. You receive over 70 pages of beautiful content sent right to your phone, computer, or tablet. Check it out today at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Rewind. My God, Mike. Payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Now at a discounted rate, $14.99. And let me tell you something. It is gorgeous. Sean, our producer, did the layout on it. And I'll tell you what, Sean... Flowers for you. You did a fantastic job. Um, and next year, more tight ends, I promise. <laughs> Don't shake so your many. head, Sean. I'm the boss. You got to listen to me, man. <laughs> the people want more tight ends. And they also want to know who Nate's buy low is. Ooh, who am I buying low on this offseason? Mike, ask me who I'm buying low on. Nate, who are you buying low on that's going to surprise me? All right. Antonio Gibson. Man, this week I'm just bringing up names that I used to, you know, really knock when they were at different values. It's once weird. again further saying, further validating my point that I do not hate players. I just hate values. Mm-hmm. No, there's a couple of players I just don't like, but it's fantasy football. It's all about value. Okay. And Antonio Gibson has become a value. Um, you know, averaged 10 carries a game last year, which was 34th in the league. Also, Averaged four targets a game last year, which was 12th best in the league. So this is a guy that has opportunity both on the ground and throughout the air. Now, Brian Robinson's there, I know. And, you know, that definitely limited limited his carries last year. Mm -hmm. But Antonio Gibson, who was a wide receiver in college, is going to be used even more often in the receiving game now because J.D. McKissick has moved on. And J.D. McKissick, you know, played 16% of his uh, snaps passing snaps out of the slot. Antonio Gibson uh, played around 10% of his passing snaps out of the slot. So expect that to go up because he'll be used more in the slot. Um, you know, they've talked about that kind of lightning and thunder 
what very different kind of style of lightning and thunder that he's going to have with uh, Brian Robinson. We saw a little bit of that last year, but 57 targets last year, 46 receptions for 353 yards and two touchdowns. McKissick leaves behind 39 targets, 27 receptions. So 46 receptions, 27 receptions, not just to add one, add another, but let's just cut it off at 60. Let's just say that 14 of those 27 receptions go to Antonio Gibson. Here's a list of running backs last year with 60 or more receptions. Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Ramondre Stevenson, Joe Mixon, and the list. Interesting. There is a lot of value in running backs catching passes. Mm-hmm. If you have a wide receiver catch 60 receptions, they're going to have a much higher yards per reception, but you're happy with that for like a flex play over a yeah. season, you know, or a young rookie wide receiver. Antonio Gibson's going to give you that receiving floor plus 150 carries probably this coming season. He's going to get some goal line work. We've seen him get that work before. Now he's not going to be a workhorse back, but between those two different things, that's enough value for you to get him in fantasy football right now. Uh, he's being valued the RB 38. He was the RB 28 last year. And he's currently, you know, a value. I can get him for a late second, an early third in some leagues. If you have someone that's just trying to move on from an aging mm-hmm. running back, you can move him for Chig. You know, you don't need Chig if you have a good tight end because you have a good tight end because you've been listening to the Dynasty Rewind. You definitely have a good tight end. And you probably have Chig yeah. too, and that's nice, but he might be your tight end three. And now you can use that tight end three, get yourself an RB three for your championship team. You could also move uh, Gibson and you could also move Mixon. Go get Gibson and Darren Waller. And if you need a tight end, this is a great move to make for a contending team. You know, you get Gibson who can help you at the running back position. You get Darren Waller who as long as healthy can give you elite production at the tight end position. I think if you're a contending team, that's a great move. If you want to move away from Mixon and the unknown around him, you know, Gibson certainly got another year just like Mixon. So, uh, you know, I like that trade there. If you have Isaiah Pacheco and you just kind of want to get away from the Chiefs backfield and what's going on with that, you can move Isaiah Pacheco for Gibson and Brandon Cooks. Once again, I'm going after getting Brandon Cooks because I think there's a lot of value in Brandon Cooks right now. Mm-hmm. And then one last trade, uh, Marquise Brown in a 24 third for Tr- Christian Kirk and Antonio Gibson. I think this is another great move to make if you're in a contending team, get those fancy points in your lineup. I just think Antonio Gibson's a great value for a contending team this year. Go get him right now for cheap. All right. I, I like it. I, hate it. I mean, if Pork was here, he would not like that. He would fight him. <laughs> yep. Might <laughs> not touches, win. Bro. But... <laughs> Might not win, but he would do it. Um, Chev, who are you selling high on? I will say that offense is going to be very interesting this year yeah. coming up with the enemy yeah. there. So I, I, I kind of look forward to see what's going to look like, to be honest. I want to see it right now just so I can see what's going to happen there. But my sell high is going to be Mike Evans. He's wide receiver 38 and DLF ADP. I know that's kind of high for a sell high at this point, but I think the name value alone and the production that he's already brought is going to bring his value up a lot more. Last year, he finished with 77 receptions, 1,124 yards, and six TDs. That gave him a wide receiver 17 season. And, you know, he's going into his this season going to be 30 years old. He's at that age where it's about time that you ship him off and reap the benefits of it. You know, I think Chris Godwin's going to be the guy there. I think he just fits better in what that offense is going to be doing now. I don't mm-hmm. see them wanting to sling the ball deep down the field. I think they're going to want to run the football and keep it short and precise. I know Baker will let it fly every once in a while, but I just feel like Chris Godwin fits that offense a little bit better and is probably going to lead that team in targets at this point in both of these guys' careers. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I just don't see 
the production without Tom Brady there at this point. I know he did it with Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston was a guy that I'm going to throw the ball deep down the field. It's going to be 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. We'll deal with it later. So I think it just could be a nightmare in that offense this upcoming year. So I'm kind of just trying to move on from Mike Evans at this point, get what I can get, and, you know, just try to be ahead of the drop-off at this point. You know, I, I, I just want to try to get a little bit younger, get some maybe a second-round pick or some, some other pieces around it. Um, right now, I see you can get him or you can trade him for a first. It's later, like a 25 or 26 first. I, don't, I think the 24 first is going to be hard to get, but 25 first you could get him for. You can get a second and a throw-in player like Chig or maybe Rasheed Rice at this mm. point, or two seconds I've seen him go for as well. Or maybe if you want to trade up, you add a second with Mike Evans and you go after DJ Moore or Traylon Burks or a player that's in that tier. I think those guys will have a two, or pretty, two pretty good seasons this upcoming year, and then you're going to get younger at that wide receiver position. I like Mike Evans, but – I can just see the downfall happening this upcoming year. Yeah. Oddly, Mike Evans, every year in his career, over a thousand yards. Man, it's he's insane. he's consistent. Insane. I'll I love in, Mike Evans. In 2017, he had 1,001 yards, but hey man, that's he got it. That that's it's over. So but I do think, you know, it's kind of like Devontae Adams hitting 30. The drop-off's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It is. So I agree with you, Chev. And now my buy low of the pod i got dalton schultz your wide receiver i'm sorry tight end 10 last year everybody his uh current may dlf adp is tight end 15 and as keep trade cut adp is tight end 17 now i know my people might be saying that's not like super low but you're looking at what people are valuing right now as a tight end too and he has the potential to be a tight end one. He did miss two games in 2022 with a knee sprain. Still fairly effective. 57 catches, 577 yards, and five touchdowns. Tight end 10 last season, as I said. The Texans' leading receiver at tight end was Jordan Akins, who finished his tight end 18 in 15 games, the same amount that um, Dalton Schultz had. And he had 37 catches, 495 yards, and five touchdowns. Both him and O.J. Howard are gone. The Texans' Jeff depth chart for receivers overall it's there's a really big question marks untested youth aside from robert woods who i'm out on i'll explain why in a minute nico collins who really hasn't put it together yet john mechie haven't seen him play yet xavier hutchinson another rookie tank dell who's tiny noah brown so you know just that depth chart is not that great and why am i off of robert woods i'm off of him but i'm in on adam thielen i know that makes me sound hypocritical they're both aging veterans I'm glad you asked. Chev, ask me why I'm out on Robert Woods. Yo, Mike, why are you out on Robert Woods? Thank you for asking, Chev. I really appreciate that. His last 1,000-yard season was 2019 with the Rams. Every year he's declined. So he went 90 mm-hmm. for 936 and nine touchdowns in 20. That was 16 games. In nine games in 2021, 45 catches, 556 yards, and four touchdowns. And in a full 17 games last year with the Tennessee Titans, 53 catches, 527 yards, and two touchdowns. His lowest career yards per reception, 9.9. Yuck. It's rough. Mm. It's gross. And it's again, it sounds hypocritical of me to prefer Adam Thielen to Robert Woods, but his decline, while expected, all these guys are going to decline eventually, not been as significant. So check this out. Adam Thielen in 2022, I'm going to go back in time here, just like the way you should wipe back to front. Um, in 2022, he was wide receiver 30. In 2021, he was wide receiver 28. And in 2020, Adam Thielen was wide receiver 10. 
Robert Woods last year, wide receiver 59, 21, wide receiver 51, and in 20, wide receiver 14. So we could see that the jump was much more significant. His decline way bigger than Adam Thielen's. I think Adam Thielen still got a little bit more juice in the tank than Robert Woods. Back on track to Dalton Schultz. He's a veteran presence and a security blanket for C.J. Stroud, which is fantastic. Let's be real. We've seen tight ends do it before. Zach Ertz with Carson Wentz when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey with, uh, what's his face? Patrick Mahomes out there. Mark <laughs> what's his face? With Lamar Jackson. These I'm not saying that Dalton Schultz is going to be these guys, but the security blankets, the shorthanded tight end, these guys are fantastic. The young quarterbacks, they, they gravitate towards them in the game. That helps you out. Yeah, a, a better comparison might be Justin Herbert and Hunter Henry. Yeah, but I don't want to use that one. I'm mad at Justin Herbert. <laughs> so he was a top five tight end in 2021 and tight end 10 last year. I think he'd be that or more possibly as the Texans. They're depleted at wide receiver until somebody steps up. So he could be the guy. So he's currently a late second in tight end premium leagues. He could be an early to mid third in non-tight end premium. I didn't put any trades together because I don't think he's going to be that hard to trade for. Nope. So and I understand that people are like, well, I don't tell people about your podcast because of information like this. Do it. Tell people. <laughs> Everyone can buy Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Right. Before maybe you have you maybe have Dalton Schultz and you want to move Dalton Schultz. Tell them about a podcast. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Use it. Use it. I have a dirt cheap buy low for you guys before we head out. I'll make this brief. All right. Or probably not because I tend to not do that. A guy who I wasn't high on, but hey, the value's right. So, Nate, I'm coming around on this guy. Keontae Ingram of the Arizona Cardinals. His May DLF ADP, not available. He does not have ADP. It really doesn't get cheaper than that. Keep Drake cut ADP, running back 71. You want to talk about a guy who benefited from the Cardinals not doing anything in the backfield? It's this guy. He's the direct backup to James Conner, who missed four games last year, ribs and knee injury. And look, James Conner, he has an extensive injury history. He's been banged up a lot. Arizona's got some uncertainty at the quarterback position and the offense as a whole. Chev knows all about that. Arizona's got to lean on that ground game. If Conner misses time, Keontae's the guy who's going to get the bulk of the carries. Check out his stats, or lack thereof, in 2022, 27 carries for 60 yards and one touchdown, a whopping 2.2 yard per carry. Four catches, 21 yards, no touchdowns. That's 5.3 yards per reception. Guys, he can only go up from here. There's only (laughs) It's go up or you're getting cut. It's that easy. His value is that of currently a late fourth-round draft pick, but he could also be a guy that you just have thrown in in a trade. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Connor getting older, Ingram having his rookie season under his belt, time to acclimate to the NFL, get more playing time. So count to Ingram, get him cheap. This is one of those moves that it's not a sexy move, but this is the time of year to make those not sexy moves to fill out your roster and to shoot for upside. I like David Montgomery this year, too, as a buy low. I yeah. think he's our running back 32. I think there's a, a good it's chance you can get him pretty cheap as well. I think he's a guy that I would like to go grab just as a, a later running back that you have in your stable. You know, I was was a little excited here. I was like, wait a second. I'm talking about Keontae Ingram. We should be talking about Jonathan Ward. Mm-hmm. But then I found out, hey, Jonathan Ward's on the Tennessee Titans. <sighs> so watch out, Derrick Henry. That's right. Yeah. 
What? Yeah, watch out, watch out. I mean, Jonathan Ward did try to kill somebody. Uh, I believe he tried to kill a guy from the Packers. Who was it? Yeah, teams Kylan Hill. It was, it was that was a scary seat. It was a freaking. It was a. Wreck. It was chaos for Mike and I as our two favorite running backs <laughs> literally crushed their heads together. I, I said our two favorite running backs getting hurt. <laughs> It was the most dynasty rewind ever. <laughs> and I do irrelevant running backs getting hurt on a kickoff return. <laughs> oh boy. What on a, a kickoff return too. Like I'm like, why? Why is this a thing that's happening? <laughs> like, that's why they that's why they changed kickoff return speed. I like the XFL. We need to do the XFL kickoff return. Come on, yes. NFL. And also, uh, what do you guys think before we head out about the NFL flex being able to flex Thursday night games now? I mean, Thursday night games are just a a crapshoot anyway so i mean i guess it's better my only problem is like you know when you buy tickets to a game which are not cheap as it is and some people have to travel and make travel arrangements and I, the good thing is there's that i guess it's a, within a 28 day window so oh, hopefully yeah. it's within enough time but you gotta think of people like chev is a bears fan he lives in arizona maybe he's like for christmas i'm gonna buy pops some bears to is your dad a bears fan yeah chev? he is yeah Okay, so if he's like, I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to buy Pops Bears tickets, and we're going to go, and it's a Sunday 1 o'clock game, or I guess that would be noon central time, and then they're like, you know, I'm going to go to the game, fly out, be home, red eye, and then they're like, oh, by the way, now it's a Sunday night game. Or a Thursday game. A yeah, Thursday would, game. That would be terrible. That yeah. would be much worse. <laughs> that's why I hate oh, the, that's where you're going with that. Not a big yeah, uh, I did too. <laughs> you know Speaking of Thursday night games. games. <laughs> if we're going to flex games, can you flex all the Eagles games back to 1 o'clock? That'd be great for me. Hmm. I love that. I don't have to worry about the Bears games getting flexed, so it's a tough problem to have, boys. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. That's all we got. Thank you for hanging out, everybody. We appreciate it. Like always, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. More banter like this on a daily basis. Now, if you can 10% discount for a yearly sign up, it's like you're getting a month free. It's stupid not to. Want to play some underdog with Dan Rosier? Underdog.com. Great best ball. Uh, promo code rewind for 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Go see a concert or a sporting event. SeatGeek, promo code Dynasty Rewind, $20 off your first ticket purchase. All the links are down below. Pick up a rookie draft guide and then come hang out. Make sure you hit subscribe. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify. Until next time, everybody. My co-host, Chevin Nooney, Nate Christian. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching and enjoy your leftovers. Leftovers.